come on an adventure behind the scenes as we explore what it looks to be bold, creative and Christian. You're listening to The Artless Podcast. Hello to the internet world out there. Right now, me and Chris are doing this over Zoom video conferencing, so there's a little shout out to Zoom. <laughs> oh, but they must be loving this situation, they, though. They, they honestly, they filled a gap in the market that they didn't even think they were filling. Yeah. Did they know? Yeah. How many people are actually enjoying working from home? Because I, I mean, thought it'd be something I'd enjoy, but I hate it. You don't... <laughs> um, do you not like it? I no, I can't It's like the closest it. access to the fridge. Like That's it's like true. working within that the vicinity, walking distance of your own fridge and freezer. That is true. And is I have good, enjoyed you know? not just having a Tesco meal deal every day as well. Like, actually, yeah, the meal have something different for I lunch. I think the meal deal may die. You know, that may be a, a relic Death of, of the meal deal. Age. Death yeah. of the meal deal. That would be the name could, of the Yeah, episode. or that's the last food that's like left on the shelves. Yeah, actually, um, we popped into a shop today and there was a lot of... Oh, no, it was the other day, Sainsbury's. There were just loads of the pre-made sandwiches and no one. But then all the fresh vegetables, fruit, everything was gone. It's a very also, strange time, as we said before. Very strange time. But we're not going to talk about that because this well, is escapism. I, I, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. All right, you Sorry, can I go was... back and then we'll escape it again. <laughs> what were you saying? I was just going to say because I got caught for panic buying with the two. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got I, I, went, I, I went to the, uh, the you know, a, a little Tesco and I wanted to get two four pints of, of milk but you can only get one mm-hmm. i felt very embarrassed there was a l- very long queue as you can all imagine if you're making um, um custard, with you know. a range of people uh, there was actually even a, a paramedic in the queue um and i was told to to take my milk back um i'd bought I, i'd intended to buy two milks a cucumber lettuce and a lime what sort of salad were you making? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So people must have probably thought, mm, look at him, panic mind. Oh, disgrace. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, the amount paramedic of cucumbers in lettuces you eat in one year, that is panic buying. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah for me, that is. A decade. Yeah. So that is. The, I got a lime to, uh, <laughs> to you know, stave off scurvy. Uh, <laughs> Narnia. For those who don't know. And those who don't know what Narnia is, Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, copyright, C.S. Lewis, limited. Uh, How much do we have to pay for that? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't think we do. It's just a reference. Um, uh, Jumping ahead, Narnia is uh, a world created by C.S. Lewis, the writer in the um, early 20th century. And... (laughs) I think most people are going to be no know who Narnia is. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This podcast is for anyone, and if and if they don't That's know true. what Narnia is, they're welcome. You're welcome. You're so welcome here. So it's a, yeah, it's a fantasy world, um, uh, and it's a, yeah a series of children's books. Well, I say children's book very lightly. You know, it's uh, suitable for adults as well. Um, it's very enjoyable. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's a yeah. great it's a great book, and we were inspired a few years ago um, at our church to help out at a winter fun day. We were approached, and they said, uh, "John and Chris, we know you like to put on little performances, or or like we've done a murder mystery, I think, the year before." And they basically Blood said, of that, they just felt sorry for us." But <laughs> they felt sorry for us basically, and said, "Well, you can have this room, <laughs> do something in the room, and it's for winter, and it's for kids." Hey, why not do something Narnia related? And we suddenly thought this would be good. Let's do like a Narnia experience. That would be fun. We try and deck the room out to be like Narnia. The biggest problem we had was time, wasn't it? Yeah. So we were going to kit this out as much as we could to make it feel like Narnia. Mm -hmm. But 
We were also um, on the youth team at church. And so there was a UV party happening on the Friday evening. Yeah. And the fun day was on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and once the party had finished... We're covered in UV um, paint. And no. we're covered in UV paint. It was and about we, 10 we, You know, we're setting that down. It's about 10 o'clock. That's all the time we had from 10 o'clock till... I think it kicked uh, off about 9 or 10 the next morning, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we went... To, so then we spent the whole night setting it up. You know, we got trees in. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was the budget marky, version. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we did it on a shoestring, but there was all this um, wire mesh, which we fed all of this real foliage, uh, which was donated by a, a local tree surgeon, in and out of this. And it took so long. And, and there was like a canopy of oh, lights. Yeah. There was a snow... Um, carpet and we, we finished well, at then once we were finally done so we finished at about morning? 6 but we only had half literally half an hour of sleep I was actually sleeping under the fur coat <laughs> so we had this <laughs> we fur coat from yeah. one of my distant dead relatives um, and I slept under that and it, it still smelt like her <laughs> um, and uh, I was woken up by my dad you know what my dad's like. Hey guys, he how's it going? The wow, look at this! <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was very encouraging um, when I wake up, but we had not got. I mean, we had half an hour was even generous, you know, to say. And he sort of woke us up to remind us that we had a, a team briefing <laughs> to get to. So then the idea was that you know kids were going to come through the wardrobe. We actually had a wardrobe on the like front of the door come through the wardrobe and they're into like the forest but we actually <laughs> we actually hadn't planned at all what the experience was going to be yeah. like did we i mean we thought I mean, to ourselves we had we had a few bits and bobs lying around that we're like we'll do some sort of puzzle with it and mm. we had a load of hay in a chest like a treasure chest and a, <laughs> sorta, and a key i know oh, we had a padlock and a key so we had some yeah, we had a padlock and a key, and the, the kids had to find the key in the sawdust of the chest. And the amount of times that, like, it was actually near impossible to find thing. the key. We had a second key, which then I would go, you found it! And just pull it, <laughs> <laughs> pull it out from behind their ear. we like, look magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it was a it roaring was... success. We, we had a great time doing it. There was it. a huge queue. Yeah. We were even told that two parents had a fight outside in the queue. Which we don't and, like you know, to hear, if you want to, if you want to gauge success, mate, that's success. Do you know what I mean? It's if true. People are fighting to get it's in. Very true. That's, that's, you know, we were the um, we were the the as the toiletry aisle of our time. You know, very yes, popular before it was cool. <laughs> before it was absolutely. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I refer to, of course, the great Lural shortage of 2020. Um, but that aside, we had a great time doing it, and we packed the stuff away, and. Um, and all was left was memories until we were clearing sort of storage area uh, a couple of years after that. I think it was must have been 2019, early 2019. Oh, no, it must have been late 2018. Chris, you noticed a few of these Christmas trees, that these artificial, artificial Christmas trees and, and some of the signage for Narnia, and you thought... Well, why don't we just do Narnia, but bigger? Oh, yeah, that was, I was, was going to say, that, yeah, that was it. A bit of a build-up to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great idea. It was a spark. It was a, a light yeah. bulb moment. And you I felt mean, like, that I was thought... God saying it to you. I mean, that was prophetic. Yeah. So, you know, it yeah, was absolutely. worth a build-up. Well, because, uh, you know, you get those moments that, like, these ideas come into your head. And I've had it, like, not many times, trust me, you know. <laughs> but, but where ideas come to your head, you're like, I don't know where that idea came from. Mm. 
and I feel like it's God inspired and we should kind of like yeah. do this or at least, you know, uh, test the waters and stuff. And so I thought, well, you know, find a disused space in Romford, try and get somewhere for free. Mm-hmm. And because we want to put this, we wanted to put it on uh, preferably for free anyway. So we do this for free um, for children's and family. Um, and and also the fact that we I know that we could make something good. And when you look at like, you know, Santa's grottos, they're literally the most depressing. They're, they're often quite basic they're in terms of basic. how well they're, they're pretty. yeah. No, but you always get like those stories, you know, like BBC News, like families have rocked up to a, a car park in Kent called like, you know, Winter Magic Land. Um, and it's got a, a, a pretty shabby Santa. Um, and not and not not shabby chic just shabby um <laughs> you've got three kind of like rabid like, reindeers that you're just dogs. you think they're great danes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so, <laughs> so i thought well we should be able to do something better than that because all these things are to make literally just to to make like money and i love christmas okay you love this money. idea that people would would <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm clearly in the wrong job for that then. <laughs> so we approached like certain shopping centres, I won't name them, um, a certain one where uh, ale used to be made, um, <laughs> turned us down. <laughs> um, the distillery. But there were some others. <laughs> yes, the distillery. Um, anyway, so yeah. where, what happened next? So we, we're good friends with um, a church called King's Heart in our local area. So big shout out to anyone from King's Heart. Uh, and they, they had um, just taken on an adventure and are still on that adventure uh, with something called Heart and Soul, which is uh, a really cool night spot in Romford with live music and great drinks and atmosphere. It's good fun. Really good fun place. Definitely check it out once we're out of our quarantines. We were chatting to Steve. So he, Steve's one of the people that um, heads up uh, Heart and Soul, and Steve was really helping us, trying to work out where we could fit this in in Romford, and he just so happened to be meeting with the events people from our local council, so we tagged along, brought like a like a brief outline of what a project could look like, and and during the meeting, yeah, it just they just they just took it and ran with it. The the council were like, yeah, this is definitely something we'd want to um, support and and try and you know at first you know explore, and as it went down the line became the centerpiece of the the entire Romford Market um, town centre Christmas celebrations for free for kids and families. So that was such like an answer to prayer. Like we, we really wanted this to have an impact. And we had no idea how big an impact it would make. We can't stress that enough, that actual that answer to prayer, because it did get to a point where I was thinking like, have we just like gauged this wrong? You know, you know, I, I did at least. I was thinking, well, I don't know, we feel like, you know, uh, God wants us to do this. But every kind of avenue we were turning down seemed like it wasn't working. But then it literally it turned, it turned in like a day, you know, it went from like nothing to like, oh, this is actually very possible and is most likely going to happen. But it ended up having 3,027 or so people pass through uh, with most of those being children, which was just exactly what we wanted to happen. But before we talk about Narnia experience, I thought I'd just jump in and describe what it was. So it was a, a like a five room immersive experience for families and particularly children. And you enter the attic of the professor and you go through the wardrobe into 
the Narnian forest. And there's snow falling from the sky, there's snow on the ground, uh, and you meet a whole host of characters. And, and as you're listening right now, this is what they would hear in the forest. So apart from the forest, there was a few other rooms that they can enjoy, and we're going to talk about those right now. It was really like, it, if I was a kid, I would have loved doing it. Um, and it was great to be Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we want to talk about today... And this finally got round to it. Just some of the funny little things that happened on that on that <laughs> on that project. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. there's so many. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the scale. So, because it was a, I th- believe it was a nine meter by twelve meter marquee, yeah. right? I yeah. think nine meter by twelve, which is actually pretty big. Very so, big. This, this, just giving you that that you know picture in your head. But also, if you um, if you go to our Facebook page. Um, and it might be on other Instagram. Oh, UK. Um, yeah, we have a video, kind of like a post-event video, which shows you uh, obviously kind of the um, the Narnia experience uh, in full. So you get a bit more of a <laughs> idea about what it looked like and felt like instead of us just explaining. It's yeah. quite hard. But but um, what to start with? Maybe <laughs> well, the tunnel. The Maybe tunnel. the so, tunnel. So this was a. I mean, this was a project that took up our September through to December. Uh, last year with a brief interlude to tour tour with god during november but um yeah so we we designed this with charlie our our technical designer and we'd started to build it in slow slow parts you know bits and bobs were theoretical until we got to do it and then it and i think the this sort of high-minded thinking which didn't really work as well on in practicality uh, was the tunnel. So the tunnel originally was going to be a few metres long, maybe curved a couple of times, like a big S. So you could walk through it. Uh, it didn't end up being that because what we decided to do was purchase these garden arches. So we we budgeted everything, every single thing <laughs> which went in, in terms of what we were making, what we were putting in, hiring. Everything yeah. was budgeted to a T. So we couldn't really escape from what we'd chosen to do on paper. So we got these garden arches, which were supposed to be the main structure that will hold up this, uh, this, this, this tunnel. When we started putting up these arches, they cost like a tenner each. They were the flimsiest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I don't. They're supposed to be. They like, were metal, but you could bend them like. Yeah, they're supposed to be for growing like roses on. I feel like the weight of a single rose would would rip it down. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so that was a good start. We put those in the ground in the shape we wanted it to go. <laughs> so yeah, we, we we put them in the ground, and the idea was. So I think even at this point. Actually, no, no, no. We had done it as an S. Had we done it as a... Yeah, we're going yeah. to do the middle section and then do the two We'd ends. laid it out. Yeah. So Yes. So we were going to do it in three sections because we realised we we had to do it in our church's, like, kind of front garden bit because there were, we couldn't do it inside because it wouldn't fit through the door. So if we built it inside, we wouldn't be able to get it out of... At least we thought the, that far. ...wherever right, we yeah. built it. Um, yeah, that's, that was good, actually. Um, so we're... We we in the first day we could only do um, about a third of the middle section, and we'd basically thought we might be able to knock this up in a day. It was windy yes. and cold, and it was so cold it was freezing, and a storm was coming that night. But we had like anchored it down, so we'd use like camping yeah. kind of like uh, yeah. guide wire and, things. And the and... way that it was built, it was these garden arches. We put a wire, sort of like chicken wire mesh around it, and mm. then. Um, covered that in paper 
and then started to spray uh, builder's insulating foam on it. So if you've ever used this insulating foam, you put it between a gap in the wall, you put a little bit in and it expands out. We figured we would cover the whole thing in this to give it structure, give it stability, and to make it like sort of sound insulated, to make it give it an otherworldly feel. And we severely uns- underestimated the amount of foam we'd actually need. We ended up getting um, cans. It was so. It was one of the most expensive things to build for the Narnia project. Was yeah. this grotty little tunnel thing? <laughs> we um, so we finished on the evening. We're a bit disappointed. We haven't done as much as we thought we could, but you know, there's time to do it. We we weren't we weren't in the most positive of mindsets. No, we covered it in tarp as well because we knew it was going to rain. Yeah. So we we had, so it looked like we had like a a, um, a favela was setting up outside the church <laughs> because um, the the, the um, nursery that meet in the hall next to it were there was a lot of questions from parents thinking is has someone set up residence here? <laughs> is, there, is there a protest? So then. I get, so did we, you were ill. Now, did you you message me before I got to the church? Right, that you were ill. Yeah, I I was ill and I was indisposed for the day. Um, is that the correct term? Indisposed. Yeah, I guess. Um, um, yeah, I was out of action. He had the poops. Big Essentially, poops. Yeah. Um, um, and I so I decide. Well, obviously, I'm going to head in on my own. And <laughs> as I I'm driving, from Chris. But well, as I'm driving oh. round the the roundabout, my heart sinks, um, and uh, I I get in, and it's a it it's like a scene um, when you know I can imagine a, a tornado has passed through um, a, a town in Middle America. Honestly, it was shocking. I've honestly <laughs> never, never received such a depressing. Was it a voicemail or a video? No, you sent me a video of it. I think I, I, I heard you yes, speaking. I, I've never heard you sound so low in I your should entire. Have, I should have found that message. Friendship. It was just. I mean, it was the saddest I've ever seen you because it was a whole day's work felt ruined. This whole plan of this tunnel looked like it was, wouldn't work. The the basically the um it, the mark is all, bent it, and broken. Yeah, it was all twisted. It, yeah, it was all kind of like twisted. It was on its side. So like, the the wind, because honestly, the storm the night before was so strong. Like the winds were so strong. Um, yeah, um, I, I was expecting to find two feet under the um, <laughs> <laughs> two legs with a you know pair Curling of slippers up. on. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so it's all all twisted, all ruined. And then obviously, I, I was thinking, I'm on my own, and honestly, it's quite a big structure as well. So I had to try and write it. But as I tried writing it, it made it worse, and a bit snapped off. Honestly, I I thought I was gonna cry. <laughs> I was like, man, I this is the worst. Because then I I realized, obviously, it's like, how else are we gonna build this thing? And we've pumped money into this. This actual like. Um, yeah. And th- I couldn't see a way. I, so I literally had to call John. And jo- John literally said, so what we... Uh, I think you said, oh, so what are you going to do? And literally, <laughs> I was like, I have no answer. <laughs> I have nothing right now. Yeah. yeah. I um, I, I came in uh, and um, washed my hands, of course, um, which is what we should all be doing at this time. Uh, and, I, I, yeah, I came in and I think... Were you just set, sat on, like, the, the side somewhere, just sat on one of the tree stumps or something... Just looking, yeah, just so. like, have you ever spilt something or, or or dropped something, and you just don't know when to when to start cleaning it up because it's too bigger. Um, yeah, because I've got to put it in your heads how 
how cold and it was wet so it, it was actually raining so it started to like kind of like drizzle when i first arrived and it was like raining as well yeah. so i stood there i'm getting all like muddy and like wet trying to pull this thing back into shape uh, it was it was so grim um but we continued so we did we got rid of the we the two curve bits we were like yeah and we were just like okay look we'll get rid of the two end bits we'll just focus on the middle bit keep it simple mm-hmm. um and I went then each screw fix and got a load of more insulating foam yeah we had to pay like an extra hundred pounds yeah. at least for in- insulation yeah. foam um but we did end up building it and yeah. finishing it i there. don't know how that managed to um, happen. and flint's mud <laughs> oh my word so this uh, we use oh. this material called flint's mud which is basically like a, a thick paint rubbery sort of paint which you Using set dressing to make it seem like mud. It is a mud. It's, it's, it it, I mean, it's what it's really professional theatres will use. Yeah. Like, it's, you um, can only get it from a, a theatre chandler. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, generally set builders would use a thin, thin layer to dry it. So it dries, you know, evenly and quickly. Maybe like a millimetre thickness. So we were rushed. We, were, we had to get this done. We had to get this covered in mud to make it look like the inside of a cave. So we didn't follow that advice in fact we we started off by slopping it on with this these paint brushes i go off to the loo i think to wash my hands i come back and chris has abandoned the paintbrush and he's slinging it with his bare hands i, w- <laughs> I was just... like a monkey at the zoo flinging his feces against the the cage and it was a race against time because the sun was setting and we just needed to get this done and covered so it was a it was a literal race again. We we went we went animalistic. It was atomistic. We were because obviously <laughs> it's starting to rain again, and there's no like cover. Oh, and then it got to the point where we were like, okay, well we finished it, yeah. um, and uh, we thought, okay, well it, it should dry. But I mean, the dumbest thing was when we used Flint's mud before for Tour God for something smaller. It took ages to dry. It took so long. And obviously, this is outside and it's like freezing, it's wet, it's damp. It took so long. We had to buy three, like. Heat guns. um, Heat guns. Yeah. And I spent like a whole day. Yeah. just going over with this heat gun over this massive tunnel. Yeah, it was um, not the and best way of doing it. The fumes, I'm sure I've taken a few years off my life um, <laughs> from yeah, the toxic yeah. fumes. Make sure you do it in a, in a, not in an enclosed space. Um, do not follow our advice to set build. Do do follow better advice. Um, um, but, yeah. but there was a point when we had got to the space and we were setting it all up. We put it up. We got out the van, got it through the door somehow put it up, walked through it, and we thought, this is really cool. And it ended up yeah. being really cool. Of course, when we had finally ripped it all down and were moving it into the skip later, uh, we realised it was still wet. The Flint's mud still hadn't dried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I literally... I literally, So um, I would have to take kids and families through through this tunnel to take to go to the beavers and the amount of times i'd see people touching like the side because we'd actually say i'll try not to you know touch the sides too much the amount of times i had to be like oh you know don't touch the you know it's it's muddy because it was still wet so all this like kind of squidgy squidgy sort of paint chris was tumness um and as i previously mentioned chris did get quite ill during 
during the run, the, the 11 days we were doing it? Yeah, I got ill just before. So, like, I could feel it, you know, just before. But there was a day where I was like, yeah. Well, I think it was in the evening, actually. And then I was like, and I woke up and I was like, I feel so ill, like really bad. Yeah. And I'd messaged. So we had a lot of volunteers. So shout out to our volunteers. They did an amazing job. Couldn't yeah, have done it without to, them. There was about 40 or so people that really helped. And it was, yeah, could not have done amazing. it without them. It was amazing. So then, um, but so my brother, um, Ben, he was one of the volunteers. And <laughs> he actually said, no, well, well, you say that he ha- he has acted in a pantomime with me before on oh, take two back. occasions. I'll take that back. So, and I think he did a B tech in drama or something. You know um, what? He's like probably more qualified him, than I am then. But, yeah, um, yeah, true. <laughs> he he said he'd step in, didn't he? Ben stepped in, and Ben took on the role of Tumnus. I I actually, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not just saying this, but I did prefer having Ben there, not because, <laughs> you know, not because I think he's a better actor than you, but because of the sheer un- unpredictability of the whole thing. <laughs> the fact that you never know who Ben was going to introduce himself as. So the the first bit that happens is the group comes in through the cupboard and and uh, the wardrobe, and, and Mr. Tumnus greets them. And says, oh, hello, gather round. Hi there. Hello, my name is Tumnus. I mean, uh, you, that was your role, so I'm not taking it from you. So, but, so ben, <laughs> what did Ben do on a few occasions? Well, well so, so yeah, so you meant to obviously ga- gather them. And he's like, uh, hello, hello there. Hello. <laughs> he's putting on the hello. weirdest voice ever. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> my name's Mr. Tumnus. One, he kept saying Tumnus. I had to literally keep going to him. After he would pass people on, I'd be like, "No, no, no it's not. It's not Tumnus, Ben. It's t- Tumnus, so Mr. Tumnus." The, name's on, going... the next time Ben did it, he went, "Hello there, my name's Ben." <laughs> yeah, he literally had to say, "My name is Ben." Like, it's the most random. I was like, <laughs> and it, oh, also, Ben, he has a uh, he has a beard, but he's also um, shaves his head. Uh, bald. Like he shaves his head, he's bald, uh, and he has a beard. And we had these fawn ears that would go on, which made him look Goblin. like a demon. No, he, he actually looked like a demon taking these small children and families into hell. Um, <laughs> it, it was frightening. Yeah. Um, but but he he stepped into the role though. You know he he came good. He did. So he, he, did. he did. I mean, two when he remembered what the name of my sessions. character was. We're off to see the badger now, Mr. Badger. No, oh, Mr. Yeah, Beaver. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was a bit loose, wasn't he? You know, it wasn't as tight. We I should give Ben a right uh, reply, so in the next episode, maybe we'll give him a, a phone call to let him. To be fair, look, he, he, he did very well. He we picked it up. Yeah. Um, we even had, uh, sorry, we're now just going to, I'm sure, rattle off random stories, yeah. but we actually had um, a young girl coming through who. so. This is where we could talk about kind of like the the people that were coming through and the audience, yeah. etc. But we had a girl come through who had told um, our volunteers on the front desk, I think Laura, my wife, um, told her that, oh, she doesn't like characters. So she doesn't <laughs> like actors in it. <laughs> and could they come through? Yeah. And it's puzzling. So which is puzzling because we were like, well... You know, the experience involves the actors. They're they're, they're pretty key to it. Anyway, um, we agreed to it, you know. Uh, And then, but but, but Ben, uh, we had told Ben, but it was the late one. Like, Ben was late on it. So literally, he goes to greet the girl and then realises that this is the person. So he just, 
he tries hiding behind a tree. <laughs> like in the forest. Like he's just stood there, just trying to yeah, hide. Which is this probably girl's more freaking out. For this little girl that is scared of costume performance. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we had so many parents. That I think they just wanted to go through it because yeah. we had because we even said. Um, I said to myself, I was like, I bet the first person we have cries, like, because obviously we knew we were going to get criers. You know, it's uh, yeah, that's just yeah. that comes part and parcel with it. Um, the literally the first kid was yeah. a proper screamer pillow all the way through, you know? cry, and we thought this better not be just the, the way whole be. way because I mean, we we were praying, we were talking before, we're just like we really hope that the right people come. Um, that everyone really gets something from it. Uh, the the whole story of the 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 event was they they find out the true meaning of of Christmas. They hear about uh, the birth of Jesus and how he's a gift uh, of perfect love to the whole world. And I think um, that's what we really wanted to communicate. And then uh, it just it was funny because we knew working with the public is always an interesting thing. And in this project, we're working with about seven hundred different groups of, on average, about three or four five people. So we knew there would be some difficult interactions. Um, and I think the biggest thing which we found hilarious was was um, mainly mums, because it was mainly mums and kids would come through, and there's this sort of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's just an Essex thing. I mean, we're Essex people, so we can talk about our own people like this. Absolutely. But there's a certain, um, there's a certain uh, stereotypical Essex mum that, that doesn't let things just transpire the way that it was built to happen. So this, this experience, you, you sort of, as a parent, your role is to, to stand there and support with your child as they explore this story with the costume performers they ask questions and they join in and it's good fun a bit of interaction but we had some <laughs> some mums who would interject every single possibility even distracted their own child so like we've we've amalgamated all of these into one child so this isn't one particular mum one particular child this is a this is a, it's a character we've made up and we haven't actually named the mum but we've named the child Jackson. So we don't think we actually had any Jacksons come through. But this is what the mums would be like. They'd be like, Jackson, Jackson, look at the man. Look at him, Jackson. Look, look, he's speaking to you, Jackson. Listen to what he's saying. Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Jackson, <laughs> Jackson Grandma's on the phone. Speak to Grandgram. Jackson, get Speak a photo with him. Get a photo with him. Get a photo with him. Pick up, Meanwhile, pick we'll up be the snow. <laughs> so- so this would be the average thing. So I would be Mr. Beaver. They would come in. Chris, you could be the mum. I'd be like, um, what the heck is that? Oh, hello. Come on in. Oh, good to meet you. Oh, Jackson. Jackson, look at little badger. Look at the little badger. Go on through, Jackson. Go on yes, through. Go on through now. Wonderful. So come on through. It's so good to see you. I've been waiting for you. You're my special guests. And um, Oh, isn't he you... so funny? Isn't he Jackson? Jackson, yeah. why don't you... Get... Can we take a photo now? Yes. Can we take a photo? Is <laughs> so that right? Just it next to you and you'd pose for an awkward photo while you're thinking, I've got to get this group through in like two minutes because there's another yeah, group coming. Yeah, because we had to get through the story. Like, So we've got all these groups waiting outside. It, it was a, a, the strangest mix because also sometimes you'd have like these kids that are crying yeah so like this screen the screamer pillars coming through <laughs> and and obviously they're clearly not enjoying this experience they are clearly hating every minute of it but because the parents are actually enjoying it way more than the kids they they want to kind of keep the children in it it was oh no, wasn't it like the weirdest thing so they're like for them. yeah because oh is i don't want them to be traumatized by narnia i want them to enjoy it and take home the memory and the photo they get and you know all this it was just very funny i mean another another stereotype of parents and um, um maybe it just essex parents but there's there was there was the 
I hate to use the word ungrateful, but this was a free free thing. We didn't even push for donations. We just had a donation thing. If they wanted to, they could, um, but no one was really being pushy about that. But we had someone that queued up and come along, and and uh, and 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 rightly, you know, rightly so, asked, "Oh, is there a lion? Is there a lion?" Oh, you, you do quite a good impression of of. Um, I didn't actually meet meet this gentleman, but so uh, I'm I'm prepping you. Uh, so, uh, so we're going to go through, um, and you want to experience. That's all right, but mate, I just just want to know, mate, is there a? Because actually, it was a it was a granddad uh, yeah. to come with his uh, granddaughter. Uh, look, uh, look, is there a line in this or what? Um, is there a line? Um, there, there, we don't. We do love Aslan, but Aslan isn't actually one of the costume characters you meet. You do hear about Aslan, and, and well, the story is all. Well, 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 mate, mate, look, look, let's get this right, mate. Well, there's there's no line. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the point in that? What's, what's the point if there's no line? What's the, what's the Did point? Did he even no, no, no. coming through? Did they just leave? No, no. Danny was like, no, look, look. I mean, look, if there's no line, look, we're not going to go through. Do you want to go through? And they were like, yes. So the kids still wanted to go through. Yeah, think think about how uh, horrible situation this is. The kids still wants to go through, yeah? But the grandma's like, oh, look, yeah, look, there's no line. There's no point. There's no point. So they literally left. I mean, yeah. that is one of the strangest interactions um, that uh, one of our volunteers um, had with the public. Uh, but in, in general, obviously, there were 3,028 people yeah. that came through it. And in general, they were good. And plus, you but, don't know. I mean, let's put that caveat. You don't know what someone's day was like. They might have had a horrible absolutely. news in the morning. So but, we but, fully but there understand. is a big but, though. There is a, there big, is but. a big, big but. A big booty. Um, <laughs> in that... Uh, some of the children, some are well behaved and some aren't. Some um, are very and some, some parents were better at, you know, being able to <laughs> contain their children, whilst others weren't. Um, now, me and John had a little code, right? <laughs> <laughs> which was very much needed. Um, so when they would come in, I would know within, I, honestly, within like five seconds it's whether or not th- they were going to be difficult. Because like, you'd have kids picking up the snow. So we said, oh, can you not pick up the snow? Because we had tons of the, the snow. Jackson, Jackson, pick up the snow. Pick up the snow. <laughs> you know, and like, and obviously when you have the parents that aren't kind of controlling the situation, it makes it very difficult. And so with those ones, um, I would try and rush them through. But obviously, um, I can't tell John, oh, by the way, these kids are horrible. We say you're rushing uh, them. You know, you're still making up. sure they get the full experience. Yes, yeah, yeah. We still want them to get the story, but they're not gonna go away with the same kind of experience. And you really, want to preserve the the set from falling down. You know, so fair absolutely, right. absolutely. <laughs> and so then I would knock on the door, Mr. Beaver's door. John uh, would open it. And, uh, what was the? Co- I would say, Oh, hello. Um, uh, how have you baked me any apple pie today, oh, no, Mr. No, Beaver? Great, I ate all my apple pie. Apple pie was the code word. Ben didn't. Ben knew this code word, but I don't think Ben knew the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> so when Ben didn't have the subtlety. Well, um, uh, hello, hello there, Mister ba- Beaver Badger. <laughs> I've got some apple pies for you here. <laughs> the parents are particularly apple pie today. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think, well, he, so he much did not for that have that word. subtlety. Yeah, yeah, um, but I don't think anyone caught on. I think everyone everyone said they really enjoyed it, um, yeah. and that was our, our our code word for them. We we also as part of it, so Scripture Union. So we're a national mission partner of Scripture Union, and um, they each Christmas give a free resource out. It's usually mm-hmm. like a booklet or a comic or something like that. And so they had this booklet called uh, God, God Became, Became like, like Me, 
And so we gave out like thousands of these booklets as well. Yeah. So each child that would come through would get this um, booklet as well. And so, you know, they got that, the message, of course, about Jesus. I had one like kid when he was holding the, uh, uh, so in the forest, I give them this little um, baby kind of Jesus. But I mean, it's like a wooden not it's hard to fully set. tell. Yeah, that was the, um, the whole puzzle, was trying to work out what this bit of wood meant and resembled. And yes. in the nativity set, it made sense. And I had one kid grab it, and he literally went, this is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, yeah. I was like oh, okay. Uh, well, cool. hold on to that thought. Um, I mean, we had a lot of other uh, things that came in, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> <It's all fun. laughs> but it was amazing to, yeah. to actually do this in partnership with our local council yeah and to really push the you know the, the true meaning of christmas and what we believe it, to, it's all about and, and to bring genuine joy to thousands yeah. of, of of people's um days which was just it was such a great yeah it was great to see so many people smiling and happy and and great family time like people really having memories and photos with that and yeah it was it was great and we've got these and, great memories <laughs> and great i think memories. to do it absolutely for free was kind of crazy because yeah. i think so many people like Wait, it's free. Yeah, you know, and we're still feeling the financial like implications of that, <laughs> and that's fine because we feel that was what God wanted us to do. <laughs> so, Absolutely, <laughs> money making venture. Um, yeah, because cool. yeah, I mean, usually we would tour over that time, but we'd set aside obviously that we weren't going to be touring. We we're going to be doing this, so in a sense, we lost income on that, but we also pumped money into it. But it was amazing that how kind of God just blessed that you know that project, and it, it, even and, and you know it you know well we definitely knew god was behind it because the amount of opposition we had especially from the weather like this was one of the wettest like decembers i can remember yeah like the rain like it was flooding nearly every night and so we didn't have a floor on our market if you could go back and change one thing i think we we both uh, changed the fact that we didn't yeah. hire a floor for this market i mean we couldn't afford to basically now market. you're thinking yeah because you're thinking oh that's weird why wouldn't you have got the floor with the marquee well if you added the floor it was twice the cost yeah. So to add literally just a floor mm -hmm. would have cost twice the amount. So and we'd already um, factored in getting carpet and covering it all and also having plastic waterproof lining underneath. So we thought... It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It, literally within five minutes, it didn't work. So we would spend at least an hour and a half every morning wet vacuuming up the water from the night before. And may it also be noted that it was the wettest week had on record like we seem to always do fundraisers on the hottest days on record and we seem to do things in marquees with no floor on the wettest days on record but honestly the amount of liquid that was in that place you it was just it was the it was it was technically f a piece of it was technically a pond really you could have I mean, had wildlife in there the, the amazing thing is we'd kept yeah you could um it <laughs> became a nature reserve <laughs> <laughs> but uh rare birds were like you know nesting there but the uh the forest bit we were i was very concerned about because the the snow we would use is like this very th it's like paper mulch but um very fine mm -hmm. paper mulch and if water got in that like any water it it, yeah. it, it would just ruin it so which, we'd really protected actually, that we learned bit. we learned when we packed it all down and packed it away um if you went with wet feet wet shoes through that snow you would essentially have white cement on your shoes for ages like my 
Yeah, so I I only oh, just cleaned yeah. my trainers, and it took it took like a ham and a chisel to get it all off. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah strange yeah. how that um kind of but yeah, we, stuck to your feet. <laughs> we only had to close for only two hours or so in the whole. 11 day stretch we only had such bad weather that we had to close for two hours just and to do some more yeah vacuuming. yeah literally two hours and also we had no injuries because honestly mm-hmm. i was being like every time i was thinking oh my word like someone is gonna like slip fall mm. and we're gonna be getting sued oh, and we had <laughs> like, enough, um shoe covers to, for everyone so we had to obviously people had to wear shoe covers as they went around so they didn't get water on the snow so we we kept running out and we kept having to find all the local suppliers of shoe covers were were taken and used but we managed to to cope and it and it and it, it was 100% just we, we, one of the times in my life where i've really known what it's like to have god's hand on something and him to just like even in the midst of storm and and like troubles around it he was just like this is going to still go ahead and still going to yeah. work the way it's meant and to it, work so yeah. I, uh, yeah, and honestly, it was like the most taxing thing ever, like from preparing it to setting it up. So, you know, setting up took us like hours, like what, days um, yeah. and was kind of crazy. But we have passed up one of the, we haven't spoken, I can't believe we haven't even covered it yet. This is has to be I'm gonna close one of the f- funniest, yeah, funniest things ever i was like we should have had a documentary team following us because it just would have been one of those moments that i just think would have been hilarious to capture it on film so it comes to the morning of the opening oh (laughs) no 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 yeah yeah it comes to the morning of the opening and we're still not ready yet but obviously Mm. we've got it opened at like 11 um so we i think we got there at like eight I think. Yeah. Um, and the forest wasn't even done, like, fully. Like, all we had to get all the trees in. Yeah. All the Christmas trees are still outside. The snow wasn't down yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, whilst I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to set up. Obviously, I'm not, we're not in our costume or mm-hmm. anything. We're rushing around. Mm-hmm. The the head of the um, council's events team comes in. And obviously, she starts freaking out a bit. You know, it's just fair rightfully to say, so. I think. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. And uh, and literally, she's kind of talking to me as I'm setting up these kind of trees. And literally, I'm so frantic. And yeah. I know there's going to be a massive queue out. We like, queue is already starting like to build. Three times the speed. Yeah, the queue was starting to build. And we we had at ten thirty, so half an hour before it opened to the public, we were having a walkthrough with the deputy mayor in his full regalia, which was amazing. In his full, his full regalia. And also we had like um, <laughs> the local the, uh, radio uh, yeah. and the local paper coming. So that and, was fun. And it was really, yeah. I mean, we had just people, we, people I've never seen and never seen since um, helping us move stuff around, putting stuff back into the tech area and all this. So there was a lot of things moving around. And I know exactly what Chris is referring to. We're just about to have the deputy mayor come through. And I... I'm looking for our big blue bag of costume. And it's nowhere to be seen. Imagine <laughs> imagine that. This isn't a stress dream. This is thousands of people are waiting. And you can't find your costume. Hundreds, I mean, I wouldn't say thousands. Well, okay. Hundreds <laughs> of people are waiting. Dozens. I can I can literally see the mayor in his little hat thing with his little bell thing outside, and he's like trying to he's he's like drumming up the excitement outside, like with the with the crowd outside. And I'm like, and John has literally been like, 
I can't find the costume. Yeah. But this is because this is like the last thing we were thinking about was like costume. We're obviously then I'm freaking out and I'm like, I, I get this like my heart, the heart palpitations. <laughs> uh, again, another two years off my life at this point uh, where then I realize I'm going to have to go up to the like. event manager at the council and literally tell her there's like, honestly, there was like 15 minutes. Um, and I was like, I went up to her and I was like, just let you know. Um, no need to panic because we think we know where it is, but yeah. our costume is missing. Because at this point, actually, mm-hmm. John, so I needed this leotard thing or the, this, this bodysuit yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, this you know, flesh to not coloured leotard. Naked. John literally, oh, and I didn't have my legs. So I, yeah. I also, I didn't have my fawn legs. Yes. So, um, so John threw me a blanket, and literally, this is this is. He's just like, here you go, Chris. Take take this, take this. Put it, just put it around you. And I'm like, what, John? What are you talking about? Like put this around me. It's a blanket. I just look like I've come out of the bath. Like, what, what, what? this isn't Narnia. Like, this is some like nightmare. This is. It was, yeah. a, li- it was a living nightmare, which was hilarious because when I saw that that this bag wasn't where it's supposed to be, I thought, okay, it's okay. Stay calm, John. I went to Chris and I said, Chris, just so you know, um, there's no, the costume isn't here. I think, I think it's back at the office. In our that's storage, what yeah. I think it is. It may not be there, but that's where I think it is. So it was that moment of just, Lord, every second you're just like, Lord, please just let this costume come, Lord. Please. And I don't know how. So Ben, Chris's brother, who's been a hero through this whole thing, we make make light of his of his acting ability. It was great. He was fantastic. He managed to get and get the costume and somehow get into the marketplace, which was hard to get into and drive to. He got it in time for us to. Uh, we were we already shown around the deputy mayor in just half and half our clothes. So we 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 said well, this is not going to be a full costume walkthrough. This is just going to be a walkthrough. Um, and we managed to have it in time for the, the opening at eleven. And that was just yeah. like, wow, how how did that work? That that was like such a surreal moment. That's like yeah. something you see in like a film or yeah. like a TV show. It felt like it an felt... episode of Twenty Four. I could hear that. Dum, yeah. dum, <laughs> dum, dum. And that was such an artless moment. That's such a, like a classic. This uh, this is so typical to happen to us right now in this moment but, to I mean, I think not we... have our costume and John throw me a blanket <laughs> and saying wrap <laughs> that round your legs you're listening and you want to book us we're, we're very reliable <laughs> it wasn't yes you know, yeah we're a we professional are. company but this is you seeing behind the curtain as we said and this is your chance to see um, behind the curtain so so I hope you enjoy the stories of Narnia. There's loads of more stories. If you're listening and you, and you remember anything or you've seen any of our work before or heard of things and you want us to tell certain uh, behind-the-scenes stories from certain events or performances, let us know. Uh, go on our Twitter, Artless UK, or our Facebook page for this uh, More Than The Art page. Um, and, and just drop us a message, drop us a DM, um, or tweet us. Just just say eh, just anything you want us to talk about. It'd be funny. Um, so... Do yeah. subscribe, do subscribe to the yes. podcast and share it with your friends who are also in lockdown, self-isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Give them something fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, and if you and want to donate subscribe. to us to make sure that we can continue doing this in the future and these projects, um, which we, we aim to, to put on, like Narnia, um, just a straight, great quality theatre and stuff that really gives a positive, hopeful message of the gospel to loads, hundreds and thousands of people. We want to keep that going. If you want to donate, please go to Artless dot org dot uk forward slash support we would really really appreciate that especially in these uncertain times so thanks for listening thank you very much
You've been listening to More Than The Art Podcast by Artless Theatre Company. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website, which is artless.org.uk, or you can follow us on all the social medias out there, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, even Twitter. TikTok coming soon. Stay safe. Shalom.